The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is officially live in Ohio. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports anytime and anywhere right here in Ohio with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with code CONTEST will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings has the best features including same-game parlays, player props, and more with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can use code CONTEST to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CONTEST. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER 21 and over and physically present in Ohio. Valid one offer per first-time depositors who have not already redeemed $200 in free bets via pre-launch offer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as bonus bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. See dkng.co slash oh for terms. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey friends, it's me, Sharon McMahon, host of Here's Where It Gets Interesting. And we've been working hard on a new documentary series called Resilience that explores the incarceration of Japanese Americans in the United States during World War II. So join me as I talk with experts and share firsthand accounts that detail the resilience shown by 120,000 Japanese Americans who endured wartime imprisonment right here in America. And on October 24th, we'll conclude our series with a special episode. Actor George Takei sits down with me to talk about his family's experience behind the barbed wire fences of an incarceration camp. Don't miss it because here's where it gets interesting. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum, and welcome back to Stardom Quest, the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world. I am, as always, Alex, and I am joined by Dylan. Hi, Dylan. Hey, Alex. Hey, guys. Um, Double or Nothing was this past weekend, uh, and so was so was Stardom Flash and Champions, is what we're actually going to talk about. But um, I just wanted to talk about Double or Nothing for a small second. Um, Anarchy in the Arena, one of the best matches I've ever seen. Um, other than that, <laughs> 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 
Yes. A guy from Lockport won. Uh, congratulations to him. <laughs> you know, I, I always I always make that joke, and it's it's really lame, but I love reminding people that CM Punk is not from Chicago. Um, he's from a suburb of Chicago that is further from Chicago than I am. And I'm not from Chicago. And I just find that very funny because uh, his entire personality is being from Chicago. And he's not even technically from Chicago. But uh, yeah. Um, also, it made me lose a lot of faith in women's wrestling. So let's get that back with this great pay-per-view that we watched this past weekend. You know, like American wrestling is great because anytime I'm down on stardom, I just watch like AW or, you know, like WWE shows. Well, WWE not so much because they do actually have good women's wrestlers, but then they'll have like Carmella. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, I, I will never talk shit about Mariah again. I'm sorry, Mariah. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, I my Sakurai body is most of, mostly every American wrestler that there is. I said this in and... reviews. I'm pretty sure like Hina and Rina put out work, oh, 100%. Like 80% of the women on TV in, in America. A million percent. A million percent. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's pretty like, sad. Only the upper echelon of like women's wrestlers in America could probably top Hina, Rina, Hanan. M- maybe they could, maybe they could outpace my Sakurai and, and Waka occasionally. Yeah. Maybe a few of them, Lady C, but like, I don't, I don't think anybody can beat the Minami sisters. No. And that's sad because they're all children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, well, that's enough about AEW. Um, Stardom has done a lot of uh, announcing in the last few days. They've basically announced the lineups for like every show in June. Um, they've announced some stuff for July. And uh, we had a, a press conference earlier today for New Blood 3. So lots happening here. Uh, first things first, we did finally get the official blocks for the play-in GP. So A block is Ami Sore, uh, Rina, Momo Kogo, Waka Skiyama, and Miyu Amasaki. So uh, Ami Sore is dog walking. Not Bodies, hard. yeah. Just not a, not a chance. Um, B block is Roaka, Lady C, Mai Sakurai, Saeida, and Hina. So um, pretty pretty good block. Uh, three potential winners there, um, but I would I would assume still that it's it's Saeida and Mai Sakurai that will go through from the yeah, so block. How does this work if there's two blocks, three winners? Just the top three with the best scores, apparently. So I, I guess somebody could like win their block and not go through anyway if they, I don't know, draw every match. But I, I do I do not see that happening. <laughs> um, so it, it's just the three highest scores. That's kind of stupid. I, I, yeah. I still believe that they should have like added two extra people, um, like some new blood people, and just made it three blocks. That would mm-hmm. have made like, a lot more sense. Just consistency wise but you know uh cool saeeda has a good chance of making it in so that's it i'm happy with that i would be shocked if she didn't get through but um who knows um so that's that's one of the first announcements obviously those blocks were out there um and as i said like i whenever i tried to translate them the the format and would just go into a blob of words and uh sunny finally posted a graphic with the the blocks so thank you sunny for for once um in addition no to wonder that, i didn't know that Um, In addition to that, uh, Stardom's announced a a lot of stuff for next month. Um, So 
One of the key things is that on the 11th of June, uh, oh no, it's this month now. Holy shit, June. Yeah. Oh my God, it's Pride happy Month. Pride wow. Month. Yeah. Happy, happy, what about Veterans Month? Yeah. Great. Amazing. Shout out the vets one time. Yeah. It, w- it was we Memorial Day. Like, it was Memorial Day, like last week, but you know, what about no, the No, that veterans? was two days ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, literally. So, um, but you know, what about the veterans, Dylan? So. Um, anyway, yeah, on the 11th of June, uh, which is this month apparently, um, Koguma and Hazuki are defending the Goddess of Stardom Championships against Saki Kashima and Fuki in Death of Oedo Tai. Uh, wait all... a minute. Whoa, wait, what did you just say? <laughs> what? Oh my god, I didn't know that. That was that, that, like, I know that I should know that because you know I'm doing a podcast about it, but like that just like felt like so weird to hear you say <laughs> oh yeah no this just like they didn't like there was no promo for this or anything that i know of it just got announced on twitter so why That's not bizarre um i would have to check the, the the reports from stardom's show which obviously we'll read through it eventually um maybe saki mentioned this in like the post-match comments but i didn't see anything about this before it was announced so um you know yeah. It's cool. I like. I, I think that Saki and Death could have like a little fun thing with FWC, but it's so wild. And I, I said this about the My Sakura. I imagine I, you know, ate my words when I saw the match itself. But it's so wild that FWC had like the best month of any tag team ever. Um, <laughs> uh, during the during the Cinderella and they're they're winning back the championship and all that stuff, and then they like are beating pin eaters in their first two matches. Like that is insane to me. Like, I mean, it's cool because it means that their Lorraine's going to last a little bit longer and they can have a bit more time with it. But that's just hilarious to me. That it's like, you go from like literally the peak, I would say they were like the best wrestlers for that month. And now it's like, I'm going to beat the clown. Thank you very much. You know, gotta, gotta have those mid card defenses. Um, yeah. Also on that show, actually, is Mayu Iwatani versus Tam Nakano versus Natsupoi, which is one of the more interesting matches. Um, The other kind of notable matches from next month that were announced, um, I think we're waiting again until the 16th in Iwata. Uh, Azumi is wrestling Sai Ida there on the undercard. And then in... Is it the Yamagata show? No, it is... Kyoto on the 25th Ooh. of June. Uh, Azumi is wrestling Koguma and Saki Kashima in a three-way. So a lot of standard tags next month, a lot of cool tags as well, um, and then just the occasional really fun match thrown in. Uh, in addition yeah. to that, next month's pay-per-view in Nagoya, Stardom is advertising the first cage match in company history. So a lot of the title matches set up at the Flashing Champions pay-per-view are not happening on the next pay-per-view. They're happening in July. And the next pay-per-view is based around a cage match. Uh, this yeah, according so, to a few people who have translated the advertisement. So me and the boys are actually talking about it. And it's like, it's kind of odd. And I mean, it's not odd. Like it's, it's very specific, like, you know, wrestling marketing type of thing. But it's kind of lame that they put the stipulation before the match. Mm-hmm. And I think that like everybody kind of dislikes that. When it's like, whoever it ends up being, I imagine it's either Oedo Tai versus queen's quest or yeah. suzu versus julia um those are kind of the the two front runners for me mm-hmm. uh they could easily have like set that or they easily could set that up like this weekend and like make that the match um and then said oh it's a steel cage match and that's like a big deal instead of like oh there will be a steel cage match and so now they have to set it up 
in a not organic, but it has to try to be organic. It's like, it's just kind of, you know, lame North American type booking, but you know, it, it's not that big of a deal. There's a cage match. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of get that. Um, it's a very like bad American thing where like WWE is like, okay, this month we're doing hell in a cell. Therefore uh, our feuds are going to be heated enough to warrant hell in a cell. Uh, so, you know, Cody and Seth Rollins have to wrestle for like five months just to, to build up to that. Um, and it used to be the same with like war games and NXT. It's like, okay, we have to do a war games now. So um, these two factions are going to hate each other. Yay. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of get that. But uh, cage matches are cool. And, uh, you know, I'm sure the starter roster is going to do great there. Because either they will take inspiration from AJW and go to war. Or it will be Dragon Gate style fuckery. Um, in which case, it Both will be fantastic. Both sound really fun. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, so... That's uh, so obviously they haven't announced the match for the the June pay per view. Um, pres- you know we we'll obviously find out uh, the July pay per view then, uh, hmm. which is wait can I can I add one more thing about June? Yes, that go is kind of related, but you know, uh, Mio Momono is coming back, which is obviously marvelous news, incredible marvelous news. I'm so oh, excited yeah. for that. But also, um, she already has two soft confirms for. Uh, stardom matches where Azumi Loki challenged her to a match and Unagi straight up said you will be assessed. Um, Unagi obviously the travel woman, the journey woman of Joshi Wrestling right now. Yes. She's going to literally everywhere and so I wouldn't be surprised if she pops up in Marvelous and since Mio's like, I think your assessments are shit but you know why not? Come on over. Uh, that's already kind of like soft confirmed which is great because like I feel like everybody last year was kind of like, oh, they're kind of doing marvelous stardom stuff. They should get Mio in there. And then right as soon as it looked like she could have been, she got injured. So, uh, you know, obviously it's not like stardom news, stardom news, but if Mio comes around or if, uh, you know, people go around marvelous from stardom, that'll be really fun to to talk about because obviously me and Alex, huge Mio Momono fans. Uh, in fact, she's just one of the best in the world. At least she was before her injury. I hope she can keep that going when she comes back. Definitely. Um, we will uh, maybe flesh that out a bit more uh, with, with some of the other news. Um, but just to round out the announcements, uh, the July pay-per-view on the 9th of July, uh, Stardom Midsummer Champion 2022. This is in the Tachikawa Stage Garden. Um, so I think it's like a 2.5 thousand seat arena. This is where they did another show. I think that was uh, day one of the Cinderella, maybe. Um hmm. And the matches, uh, they've announced three matches for this. Uh, Siri defends the world title against Momo. Uh, Saya defends the wonder title against Starlight Kid. And Azumi defends the high-speed title against Momo Kogo, all on that show. Um, my guess as to why they're loading up this show is, I, I think they just want to sell out the building for, for optics, you know? like Where is this? Uh, Tokyo. Tachikawa Stage Garden. Yeah, I mean, like, it's always better to sell out uh, an arena than to, you know, undersell a stadium. Obviously, they're not trying to do stadiums, but you know what I mean. Um, I can understand why they're putting all these big matches in it. Uh, yeah, that, that that is interesting, though, because it feels like that's a pretty big show. Um, maybe they just don't trust Oedo Tai. I wouldn't. I don't think so. I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm it's kidding. scary. I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um I I do think that the the main thing is they want to sell out uh, an arena. I know that's generally not their thing. They don't care. 
Um, but I don't know. I just feel like you're getting 2,000 people roughly for your pay-per-views anyway. You might as well load one up and see if you can kind of hit capacity just for the optics sake. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see. Um, more news. Uh, as you mentioned, Unagi Seaka showed up in uh, Ganbare Pro uh, the other day to challenge Yuna Manasse to a match. Uh, Yuna Manasse obviously used to be in stardom. I think left to help start Actress Girls and then yes. trained the very first class of Actress people. Um, and was kind of heavily involved with Actress until leaving Tokyo Joshi Pro. She also left. Um, and now she's with Ganbare. So uh, we've seen Yuna once or twice in stardom since leaving TJPW. Her and Rossi seem to have a fairly good relationship. Um, so Rossi, I guess, loaned uh, Unagi to Ganbare because they're running Ota Ward. So, you know, you get kind of a stardom wrestler on there for a big match. Um, presumably, stardom will get Yuri in exchange for one of the New Blood shows because she obviously went to Ganbare and that's kind of where she's been since leaving JTO. Um, so I'd kind of keep my eyes out there for, for Yuri on a New Blood show. Um, but if you're very interested in Unagi versus Yuna Manase, that is happening on uh, Ganbari's big Ota Ward show. And uh, they obviously stream on uh, Wrestle Universe since they're, uh, they're a DDT sub-brand. Uh, more news. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, this is kind of not stardom news, but it could be. Um, Bulldozer Amisa left JTO uh, just, I think, yesterday. Um, she only debuted like last September, so she hasn't yeah. wrestled a lot. Not, you know, I haven't seen much of her. Um, she has a very cool name, though. Kind of a Hoss, another kind of Hoss-like wrestler. It's a very um, FMW-esque name. Yes, very much so. Um, so if Stardom starts hyping up an X anytime soon, I'm just going to assume it's Bulldozer or Misa. Um, but, you know, she might go anywhere, really, because uh, JTO is just kind of, once you're done there, you can you can go. Um, the last bit of news, I believe, I'm not forgetting anything. Uh, Stardom launched a new brand at new blood review called. Cardo. Oh shit! Yeah, we'll have to do that. Um, so Stardom launched this uh, new brand called Stardom in Showcase during the last pay per view, and the first show of that is taking place at a big Nagoya venue on the 23rd of July. So they haven't really fleshed out what Stardom in Showcase is, but. To advertise it, they were kind of showing clips from New Blood. So I assume it's going to be like a cross-promotional thing, maybe with bigger matches than a New Blood show. Um, and that kind of maybe brings in what you were saying about Mia Momono, is that, you know, stardom wrestlers are already challenging her for matches. So it's possible that, you know, something like Stardom and Showcase is where we'll see somebody like Mio uh, take on these people. Um, we'll have to wait and see, obviously, but they did seem to promote it as like a a new blood type thing, but maybe just on a bigger stage um, with actual like pushed wrestlers instead of just kind of young people. Yeah, it's it's odd. Uh, I mean, it's not odd, but it's just like an interesting way to go about that if that's what it ends up being. Um, but if it's not, I don't know what it could be type of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, if that means that we get more, you know, high profile cross promotion stuff, that'd be really fun. But otherwise, it is odd that they like created these two new entities so quickly, uh, and in a very busy year, considering that the five stars about to start. Um, 
it feels like that's like a a monster that we're like heading into you know like we're, we're heading into the belly of the beast with uh with the five star and we're just like inching closer like okay but how is this all going to work when we also have 160 wrestling matches to watch like so uh <laughs> i i i'm interested in how it goes but it is it is certainly a choice to make another sub uh you know like reoccurring series i imagine it will be so mm-hmm. you know we'll see how it turns out if Definitely. Mio Momono's on it then it's good that's that's what i <laughs> yes yeah no if, if there's cool outsiders on it then uh I, I won't complain. Um, and yeah, the last bit of news is that earlier today, uh, there was a press conference for New Blood 3. Uh, we only got two matches announced. The first match was Julia versus Miyu Amasaki. Uh, they've kind of halfway through decided that Miyu Amasaki is doing a trial series. So this is match number five uh, on that series, apparently. <laughs> Wait, what were the first four matches? That is um, wild. I, I love starting. Utami one. And the other singles matches? I don't really know. Um, they've seemingly just decided that this is a trial series now, halfway through, and uh, she's wrestling Julia on New Blood 3. She still doesn't have a cage match page. That's, That's amazing. Um, and the other announcement was Waka Skiyama versus Ram Kaichao, because why the hell not? Um, did you watch the, the presser? Oh, yes, I did. Um, <laughs> it was great because Ram threw the powder. Uh, Pocket sand. Yeah, Ram threw the powder at Rossi, who had a mask and glasses, but he still sold it. Like the king he is. Like this man. <laughs> he was like, oh, shit. That oh, powder, shit. The powder did not affect him at all. His, his nose was covered. His mouth was covered. His eyes were covered. He, he just got slightly anyway. annoyed. Yeah, like, pretty much. Realistically, it just it just created a little bit of a mess, and he was like, "Oh damn, this sucks." Yeah. But like at first, he was like, he was like falling over. It was great. R- Rossi's a real one for that one. He's the best. Um, and yeah, th- those are the two matches. Uh, Ram Kaichao somehow qualifies for New Blood, even though she's been wrestling for like sixteen years now, <laughs> which is yeah, insanity. You know. um, she start re- she started wrestling when she was like two years old. I know yes. that's not actually the stat, but you know, close enough. Pretty much, uh, yeah. Imagine um, a two-year-old wrestler. Still, I... probably better Carmella. That was that was mean. I'm sorry. Oh, I, you're not wrong. Anyway, um, I think that's all the news. Um, I should not... have said Britt Baker. I don't, I don't have any beef with Carmella. I have beef with Britt Baker. Still, probably I, better than Britt Baker. I have beef with go. Carmella. So that's fair. She's married you know, to yeah, like Corey fair. Graves. Like, she, yeah, she they have a be... they have a reality show where like they just have sex, and it's like, yeah, why is this really? So yeah. Like, Corey Graves is like the worst announcer he's in history. Terrible. Like he is generally like I miss Mara Ranello when I listen to Corey Brick Graves. Honestly. God, I'm gonna be yeah. honest. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Um but yeah, <laughs> with that we are on to the review. Uh the thing that everybody's here for, our review of Stardom Flashing Champions twenty twenty two. Uh so this pay per view took place on uh, the twenty eighth of May. Uh, Stardom did 1,871 fans for this, so a uh, pretty good number, um, kind of in and around what we were hoping for, which was the, the 2,100-ish that they got for the uh, Cinderella final, and um, yeah, they kind of, they got there, uh, 1,800 is definitely a, uh, a good number there for them. Uh, the dark match was Momokogo, Lady C, and Saya Ida beating uh, Hina, Rina, and Ami Sore. Uh, Momo, That's wild, actually. Yeah, Momo pinned Rina, I want to say. Or no, yes. maybe Hina. No, she pinned Rina. You sure? I'm almost positive. 
Okay. Uh, she pinned one of the children, and uh, that was it. Momo Kogo gets the win. Uh, very surprising. Uh, this is the we, first. We understood why later, but yes. first uh, time a. Oh, go ahead. You were going. Yeah, say. no, it was Ross. Uh, not Rossi. Uh, Sony even tweeted out this was the first time anybody in God's Eye has like lost a match that wasn't uh, to a fellow faction member. So, no, it's the first time Ami Sore has lost. Um, well, no, it's it's the first time a, a God's Eye member, because like since God's oh. Eye formed, nobody's lost. Oh yeah, yeah, Mariah kind of. Yeah, Mariah's only lost. Mariah only beforehand. only lost against Utami before, and Shuri before, obviously. But I don't think she's ever even won a, or even lost a tag match. I mean, not no. I mean, not in Stardom because the Korokin show, but yep. still, let's just yeah. Um. Yeah, that was kind of the the main takeaway there is that Ami lost for the first time and uh, Momoko got the win. I didn't watch it because I, I do not watch dark matches anymore. Um, yeah, but, you know, I, I had it on the background, so I was like vaguely watching it, but all I saw was that Momokogo pinned Reno. All right, fair enough. Um, the actual opener to the show then was the Future of Stardom Championship match. Hanan defended against Raka. Uh, this went five and a half minutes before Hanan won with a uh, a new flash pin that I believe is called Seventeen, according to to Stardom's website. Um, That's gonna go out of date in like two months because yes. <laughs> but you know she did enough. win with the flash pin didn't she i'm not yeah she did I'm not losing it okay cool um yeah this was this was pretty good um i wouldn't say it was better than their match from um sumo hall because that was like very very good um yeah it was, it was pretty... one of the weaker hanan defenses but like that being said it was still quite good like it was yeah. a very enjoyable match. I did, I did like that Hanan was like pulling out more uh, flash pins and stuff, and made it feel different from her usual matches. If it, it really yeah. felt like she was, you know, the the scrappy baby face against uh, Ruaka. so I did enjoy did that. Did you see the video of before this match when Mayu <laughs> hugged her, yes. and then Mayu tried to find a way out of the area, and she just walked into a wall over and over again, like because she thought it was like a like she just. And you also see Azumi just walk behind, like just like walk like a normal human being around it. But Mayu was insistent on just walking into this curtain. That was a wall. Gotta love, gotta love, gotta love Mayu. Yeah, really love Mayu. Um, after this match, then uh, Tomoka Inaba shows up to Woo. challenge Hanan for the future of Stardom title. So um, Hanan, who has just equaled uh, Utami's record for most defenses of this title. Uh, is now up against Tomoka Inaba, who is the Sendai Junior Champion. So that was. Did uh, they imply that it'll be double title, or is that definitely a no? Um, I don't think so. I feel like Sendai wouldn't okay. really be down for that. Um, I can check though. Yeah. I mean, I imagine Hanan wins, unless yeah. Inaba is like in like a big, you know, a big deal thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if it was a double, it would be pretty insane. The mm-hmm. first time, like, a, a true Sendai crossover. I mean, obviously, she's been holding the belt. She's been talking about the belt. But, like, first time that it's, like, Sendai gets incorporated into this type of stuff with Stardom since, yeah, like, 2018. Uh, that'd be pretty huge. But uh, if not, it'd still be a really good match. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the, the Sendai belt will be on the line. Um, but they didn't really give a date either for the show. Um yeah. Since Hanan has has equaled Utami's record, I think it's it's very possible that she loses too, um, which would be interesting to kind of keep an eye on. But um, that was that was the first cool announcement from this show. So we started off very well with them kind of announcing Hanan versus Inaba finally. Um, again, we don't know when that will be. Presumably, like 
New Blood 3 or maybe that Stardom and Showcase show. That would be pretty yeah. fun. Um, uh, so apparently, uh, sorry, apparently the reason Inaba was even there was that Hanan invited her in, in hopes that she would challenge uh, her for the future yeah. belt. And I found that really funny. And I was talking with, with like Sprite and them uh, and Passion. And we were like, imagine if Hanan, like in kayfabe, imagine if she is lost and Inaba is just sitting there like, damn, I wasn't, I don't know, Ruaka. How do I? What am I supposed to do now? Because <laughs> like I'm I'm here. Because how do I like? What do I do? <laughs> and I just find that funny. But yeah, yeah. No, that'd be pretty fun. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I I thought Aoi challenged. <laughs> like I thought they they very clearly had Aoi yeah. say that she she wanted a match. Um, against uh, Hanan. So for Inaba to just be like, I'm I'm cutting in line. Sorry. That that's kind of funny. Um, I mean, like, how long does Inaba even have in contention? Because I feel like she's nineteen. Yeah. She's been wrestling for like two years, ten months, or something like that. Like, I'm pretty sure she's at three already. Maybe because she was one of the original JTO girls. Crop. Yeah. So I think her and Micah were the same show. Um, I don't know though. Quite honestly, um, I do know she'd probably sneak in for the age thing. Because I'm, she is only nineteen, and I'm pretty sure it's like yeah. She hasn't until she hasn't until August. Yeah. So I mean, they but, they could do it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. She. Wait, no. She turns twenty next month. Really? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. Isn't it twenty-one? Am I mistaken? I thought it was twenty-one. No, it's it's twenty. Okay. All right. Well then. Yes, she's not winning. <laughs> Maybe Aoi will win because Aoi makes a lot more sense. Like they're they're only in the yeah. business for a year. Like they debuted last May, so yeah. I mean, I, like I could also see it being like a Kozen's type situation where imagine if they had a JTO match just straight up on a Stardom show. Oh. If they just had Aoi versus Inaba, I don't know if Inaba loses to Aoi at any point oh right they, yeah she probably will um kto is kind of getting behind aoi more than than inaba which is big i mean i think Aoi's pretty dope yeah no Aoi's and cool. inaba has has supporters elsewhere so i don't think she necessarily needs the rocket strap of jto anymore no it's a pretty weird situation uh in jto because they, they definitely like made inaba the top dog and then we're like oh no we're just gonna like go back to you yamagata and then clearly that, yamagata is, is gonna put like, over aoi like they're, yeah. they're kind of waiting for the payoff so i don't really know what's happening there uh, i know there's a tournament they probably happening. expected inaba to leave before now probably yeah. <laughs> possibly uh or maybe they're just waiting to to have inaba lose to aoi on a big show i don't know um <laughs> uh well i mean we got a half an hour there with before uh the recording thing left so pretty bad pretty like not bad by our standards yeah. um we had just kind of went over the uh, the Aoi and the Inaba kind of dynamic there. Um, the next match on this Stardom show, though, was uh, Natsumi Mochi, Akane Fujita, and Suzu Suzuki of Prominence beating Waka Skiyama, Nagasaka, and Mina Shirakawa of the Cosmic Angels. Uh, Suzu obviously pinned Waka in just under 11 minutes with the German suplex. Um, Waka was... was there, there was a little... So, again, sorry for I'm interrupting a lot. You can go. I'm gonna take it away. Uh, okay, thank you. Um, at the end for the finish, because I didn't write a lot of notes about this one. I just said, "Oh, this was this was cool." Waka took a lot of a beating. That was fun. Um, but at the end, when Suzu hit the German Waka, you could see her hand trying to peel away the grip, and I was like, 
that is so like that's one of those things that's like such a small little thing of like you know psychology or whatever you want to call it but i just thought that was so cool that like waka's like trying to get out and trying to like undo it but she's just like out of it and she could barely like function and i thought that was a good sell and that was also like it kind of put waka over as like she's really trying to not die but it's just very hard for her so i thought that that finish was really cool even if i was the only one who noticed the uh breaking the grip thing well you know that those are the details that we are here to to pick out um well, I did. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great match. Well, not a great match. Okay, it was a good match. Um, yes. They definitely uh, shine the light once again on Suzu Suzuki. Um, as I've kind of said, if if you aren't um, familiar with Suzu from her time in Ice Ribbon, Stardom has done an amazing job of kind of introducing her, uh, making her look fantastic, uh, showcasing how good of a wrestler she is, and basically just making her look like a killer. Like she was ruthlessly beating on Waka so much in this match. Um, Waka was a fantastic baby face, you know, we we praise Waka a lot, um, and she deserves it, and her performance here was another very good one, um, and her, her and Suzu got a lot of the a lot of the spotlight, and they worked it with it really well. Um, credit to Mina, though. Mina and um, Mochi had some very good stuff, too. I, th- I thought yeah. they were notably had some good stuff. Um, I didn't really notice a lot from Akane and Dunagi, even though they were most at One of the war. Ones. Yeah. yeah. But then, you know, Mina and Mochi were kind of made up for it. And um, yeah, Suzu and Waka were a fantastic kind of focus for the match. And uh, Stardom continues to make Suzu look amazing. Um, if they want, they can just make an instant, like, overnight, like, main event tier wrestler within with her and the gp you know it's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how she does in that um because she could yeah. easily be a finalist you know uh depending on the the opponent there and uh but they've done a good job of building her up even for people who are maybe not familiar with her which uh if you aren't then i just don't really know what to tell you at this stage yeah she's she's really good obviously um i've been trying to think of who the mystery person in the gp is and I'm I'm struggling with it because like either it'll be like a huge deal and like they're just sweeping or well not sweeping but like being like a very big force or it's like it's like what Takumi did last year and was just like kind of a, a, a spoiler for the thing for certain things and uh, drew with other people. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing how that works out in regards to Suzu because I think if it's not Suzu, it's probably the mystery person that goes to the final against the eventual winner. Uh, might be Julia, but I'm not sure yet. Yeah, the 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 way the the blocks eventually shake out, it'll probably be a big tell. Yeah. kind of what's happening because I mean, Julia and Suzu could easily be a block final, or it could just be the final. Um, we we won't really know until the the stuff is announced. Um, yeah. the match after that then was the high speed championship match. Azumi defended against Tekla. Uh, in just uh, just sort of seven and a half minutes with the numero uno submission. Um, I think Tekla had a bit of an adjustment period here to the high-speed style. There was a yeah. few parts where she was like a step or two behind Azumi, um, and she did kind of get on par there by the end. Um, but definitely, I feel like they could have a much better match once Tekla is more acc- acclimated to wrestling this pace, uh, kind of one-on-one. 
Um, but even then, I thought it was good. You know, uh, Tekla brings such an X factor to every match that she's in that she is makes them really interesting. Um, and her kind of combating Azami's high pace by just kind of kicking her in the face a lot was was a very good dynamic there. Yeah, I, I thought it was it felt less pretty than most high speed matches have recently, mm. and I kind of liked it because it felt a lot more like a struggle that was running at fast pace than like a a, a sequencing thing. Though that doesn't result in like matches as good as the Maesaruga one type of thing, um, and obviously I'm just a big fan of the Maesaruga match, but it, it it was very it was like polar opposites of those two match like those two matches are polar opposites. I think this one was still pretty good, but it was definitely very different. Um, and you know if if you haven't been super crazy about the high speed style lately and you want to see a high speed match with a Zumi that isn't, uh, you know the way they've been doing it recently, this is definitely something that you would want to look out for. Um, but I thought it was pretty good. I, I love the numero uno as a submission. Um, and I also, at first, when Tekla came out with the braids, I was like, can we stop doing braids? Because like, I feel like every Joshi wrestler who, who wants to look cool uh, has been doing braids recently. Like That's that's a Rina Yamashita and Hana Kimura only thing. Anybody else, it's kind of lame. But I thought it looked cool. It grew on me after a couple of days of, of like looking at it and just like watching. So yeah, she has a new look and I thought this match was pretty good. Yeah. I know the braids, uh, they're going to get in trouble for the braids soon. <laughs> Cause, uh, the braids are a risky, risky choice. Yeah. For they're a, getting uh, more and more, uh, uh, less and less Austrian, let's say. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I know Scory is already like, Julia has to be stopped. This is this is cultural appropriation. Oh yeah. He's, he's, he's yeah. been on that. He's been on that for a minute now. Anytime he comes back to Twitter, he's like, hey, I, I didn't forget that Julia <laughs> Julia had been wearing those forever. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I just yeah. think that, like, after a while, it was like, uh, Julia in braids just doesn't, like, she just looks cooler with her hair, like, mm-hmm. normal. You know, like, her, her hair down. Um, yeah, she doesn't really need it, uh, Tekla. Yeah, yeah. Her either, but, you know, um, it is what it is. Yes, uh, after the match then, uh, Momo Kogo challenged Azami for, for a high-speed championship match. So the This division... will either be really good or really bad. I'm be oh, honest. no, it'll be good. Definitely. Um, it's nice to see that they've given the division another fresh face, because I, I really thought Azami had defended against everyone. Um, but now they've added two people to the division. And, um, you know, Momokogo is kind of a nice name that you can do a lot with in this kind of high-speed kind of title scene. Um, she's obviously not going to win, but, you know, I feel like she can have good matches with just about anybody. Obviously, she's been in CMLL, so she's used to some kind of ha- f- uh, fast-paced wrestling. Um, so I she's feel also, like she'll do pretty well here. She's also, like, kayfabe, not kayfabe, training under Azuki, who's, like, one yes, of the greatest high-speed wrestlers in Stardom's history. So, yeah. like, that could be good. Um, yeah, I, I hope that she she shines here. Because, obviously, big Momokoko fan, but I think her singles outings have been less than stellar um up to this point obviously she hasn't had a ton of them but uh i, I think that she could really do some good stuff with azumi and azumi is obviously one of the best like match architects in the company like i feel like anytime you watch like even her undercard matches you could tell that azumi's kind of guiding it all and making it all flow very well so i think she could probably work very well with with kogo to make a solid match definitely um, the match after that then on this show was the SWA World Championship match. Uh, Mayu Otani defended against Fukigen Death. Uh, Mayu won with the Moonsault in uh, literally a second under five minutes. 
So um, this match was so short, you can't even rate it on cage match. Um, <laughs> fantastic. It was also really sprint. fun, though. Yeah, really good little sprint. Uh, Mayu and Fukien always do really good work together. Um, obviously, they are the two most experienced people on this roster. Uh, they have great chemistry. Um, and obviously, under the Fukigen, uh, you know, mask, well, it's not a mask, it's it's makeup, but you know what I mean. Uh, under this Fukigen gimmick is is just one of the most impressive wrestlers around. So, you know, when, when Kaori Yoniyama shines through, these matches can be really good, and she did a lot of good stuff here. She even tried to pull out a moonsault. <laughs> like, this one Dude, was 41. She was going insane, honestly. She's got like, 20 years of wear and tear going on this body, and she did... A moonsault. Crazy. I was thinking about after this match, I was like, you know, like, she's going to go down as, like, one of the most, like, impressive wrestlers ever. Like, just, like, in terms of her longevity, her consistency. Like, everybody calls Chris Jericho the, like, king of reinvention. Yoniyama is is right here. Like, she's wrestling as a clown, and she's doing insane things. Um, and also, like, I always love when Barb gets involved in matches. Like, I know some people think it's it's cheesy, but him hitting a fucking DDT on Mayu and braining the shit out of her on accident because the clown kind of like big brained her way into it. That was great. That was a great spot. I loved it. Um, and also like, Oh, Oh, her fucking newspaper said UFO on it. She got a UFO newspaper. You see that? That <laughs> yeah. is so good. And her fucking, her Tron was just star Wars. It was just star Wars B roll because she's an alien. Like, like, there is so much attention to detail for no reason. She's a clown. Mm-hmm. But she's so good. So yeah, shout no, we, we love uh, Yoniyama around here. Um, yeah. I was expecting after the match for there to be like a video promo or something. I always do. I always do. <laughs> it was just the way that they were shooting it as well. They were mm-hmm. very clearly keeping the video screen in play. And I was like, oh shit, somebody's going to challenge. Um, but nobody did. Uh, no next challenger for Mayu. Um, clue what's going to happen there um still no word on any aw crossover or world tour for mayu which everybody seems to waiting for but uh we'll have to wait and see there um tjpd was beaten stardom to getting foreigners in to challenge for the belts because they they booked the uk rio and have already against maki ito for the international princess belt so uh tjpd uh speed running those old stardom strats of uh hey foreign girl we're gonna challenge for our belt. Um, next match on Hold the on show. A second. Yes. Oh, never mind. I, because I, I vaguely remembered uh, Ty Conti saying next next step Japan, and I was like, is that like yeah. is that going to happen? But actually, it's next goal. So she, there's no deal there, uh, which is really? kind of good. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe she could. I don't know. I don't know about no, that. But yeah, I I just wanted to see because that's the only person in AEW who's like adamant about like, nah, I want to wrestle like stardom. Like everybody else is like, well, I mean, we have a partnership with, with TJPW. So, you know, that's cool. But she's like, nah, I want to, I want to go to stardom. Fuck that. I want to go to stardom. <laughs> hey, here. Yeah. I mean, she had a few good matches at one point. She had one. Her, her, okay. You know what? Her and Hanan could have a fucking killer match for no reason. I'm gonna be honest. I think that could go crazy. I don't trust both... Iconti to go crazy anymore. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. She got that Gravara brain, and it's it's been downhill since. Yeah, that Jesus. sounded that sounded it's, worse it's really than I. Bad. Not that way. That way. The other way. You know, not the. 
Let's move on. I knew what it meant. It's still, yeah, yeah it's, it's very bad. Um, anyway, the next match was uh, Kairi and Tam Nakano beating Utami Hayashishita and Miyu Amasaki of Queen's Quest. Uh, Kairi pinned Miyu with the uh, diving elbow in just under 20 minutes. Um, so Kairi, after promising violence... I was so disappointed. I, she was like, I'm going to bust her face. I'm going to put her through hell. I'm going to beat the shit out of this kid. Uh, she hit one stiff spinning back fist. You know, and that and was it. this match was fine, but then the next day at Double or Nothing... Eddie Kingston said he was going to kill Chris Jericho, and then he attempted to murder Chris Jericho. And I was like, sometimes it just doesn't work. Like, because that was the thing was that it's like, you know what? Maybe I'm overreacting because Kyrie said she was going to obliterate and actively hurt Miyu Amasaki. But you know what? Wrestlers say that all the time. My favorite wrestler, my favorite male wrestler in the world is Eddie Kingston. He says that shit all the time. And he never actually like hurts people because he's not, you know, a dangerous worker or anything like that. But then I watched his match and I was like, oh, like he he tried to murder him. That's like that. That's that was the story. He actually tried to murder him. And then I realized that you can do it, but you just didn't. And it made me more upset. <laughs> yeah, and I think the the this was a good match, but it really suffered because had a very lengthy finishing stretch with Miu and Kyrie. It was one of those where it was like, we know who's winning here. We know exactly what's going to happen. Let's get it over with. But they kept like giving Miu these like, you know, hope spots and these comebacks. And I was like, just, just have her get pinned. <laughs> just like lose already. Yeah. So like, they... Miu has good spots, but yeah. I, I don't think it was necessary to do that with Kyrie. No, not at all. Um, Especially because Kyrie wasn't really like, in her mode type of thing. Like, I think Kairi was in her mode once in Stardom so far, and it yeah. was the, the first tag match. She's one um, for three so far on performances. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, like, so if she was like that, then sure, Miyu getting, like, a few hope spots in the middle of getting absolutely obliterated, that would be fun, you know? Because it's like, oh, well, she still has she still has that dog in her type of thing. But there was no dog. There was no point to having a dog because Kairi was simply going to beat you, and there was nothing... Like that was the that was the match. The match wasn't Kyrie uh, teaching Miu what pro wrestling was. It was Kyrie winning the match. That was that was that. Yeah, basically. Which, you know, um, yeah. No, pretty pretty disappointing stuff altogether. Um, mm-hmm. Not disappointing. Like it was a good match, but definitely like the it didn't like do a lot. Because um, even the Utami and Tam stuff, which was pretty cool, was kept to a minimum. Um, yeah. And they did. Oh, that was kinda... the best part of the match. Oh yeah, definitely. And they did kind of tease Kyrie versus Utami, but only very lightly. So, you know, they kind of um they did focus on Miu, which is good. Obviously, you want to focus on your kind of upcoming stars, but it was kind of just did it a bit too much. You're walking a very thin line there sometimes. And uh, I didn't think Kyrie was that great either on on top. So, uh definitely a match where kind of some of the performances let it down, but you know, look, it was it was a good match regardless. Um, I'm pretty sure after the match, Kyrie said that she wants to fight. Challenged, Utami. challenged Utami, and then Tam challenged Kyrie. So those are two singles matches. Right. Okay. Forward. Yeah. So they they did set up a few matches for. Her. Um, didn't see the. I didn't really think she challenged Utami, but I did Honestly, see a few people say that she has. Yeah, she she did. Okay. Uh, Honestly. This is the one thing that makes me think that maybe Kyrie's the mystery woman. Um, 
Oh my God, Carrie, a mystery woman. Who would have thought? Um, <laughs> we went a year with that, but because like two singles matches, um, within a month and a half of every single singles match known to man happening, uh, just it just doesn't seem realistic, and I don't think that they're gonna put Kyrie in a singles match in the middle of the GP, uh, because there's already enough singles matches. Um, I also don't think they're gonna wait until what? When does it end? Like September, October? I don't think they're gonna wait until then. So, I, I maybe Kyrie like did this, and it's like, oh well, the three of us are gonna be in the same block, and like that's just how it ends up being the thing. Otherwise, I don't know if they're just going to run two singles match. Like, I don't even know if they have enough big shows to run both of them. Well, they do. You know they I mean? have like three more pay per views. Maybe I think oh, four actually. Yeah, because they've the oh, Nagoya shit, one next month with the cage. They have three in July, and then they have the uh, GP starting. Like I said, I'm just like I'm. I'm just waiting for the beast. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm just waiting for that GP to start because it's like I know it's going to be a lot, a lot to handle. But I'm just like okay. Like I, like it's like I said, it's like uh, a uh, impending doom. At the rate Stardom uploads shows, we will only have to watch like a third of this tournament, <laughs> which kind of sucks. Like yeah. honestly, it's good like for like our mental health and our well being, <laughs> but like overall, it's like just that's not how tournaments are supposed to work, and they're so behind on that. Like, why are they making more people in the tournament when they can't even like produce the tournament properly in terms of like the production aspect obviously like it's just bizarre but you know we'll get to that when we get to that definitely um next match on this show was uh hazuki and koguma of fwc defending the goddess of stardom championship against my sakurai and julia uh, koguma... alex where were you the day that my sakurai outperformed kairi sane or hojo or just kairi I was at home. As was I. As was I. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, how does that happen? Keep telling everybody, my my Sakurai is is good in the right place, and um, you know, Kyrie is, is one for three. So that's just how it goes. Um, I will. I do have to get this out of the way. Um, Thank you to FWC for taking uh, this, the mantle from Saya Kamatani of having the worst entrance theme in the company. Dude. This new FWC theme is horrendous. What is this? I could at least meme. I could meme the Saya Kamatani song because it has the beeps. You know, like, I, I, like, that was a funny... Like, that's funny. This is just a bad song. It was, it was way better when it was just Hazuki's theme with, like, bear sounds occasionally. Like, I don't know, man. Like, and it's just... It doesn't fit their vibe either. Like, you're supposed to be crazy. This shit sounds, like, just, like, bad. Uh, like, yeah, it's mm -hmm. just, man. I don't know. It's a real shame. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the match that followed, though, uh, good stuff. I think FTBC is so ridiculously consistent for me. They always yeah. hit this, like, three and a half star mark at the very least like that is they all will always hit that kind of range you know they'll always have these matches mm -hmm. that i'm like that was good that was good that um, was like actively good yeah yeah actively good like they always i hit mean that no matter what it's wild because like as as i've mentioned before i have a i have a match guide and koguma is so insanely consistent mm -hmm. she is like in fourth place behind like the top three wrestlers which is obviously saya azumi and sherry like she's just like every match i watch koguma in she at least has a solid showing. 
You know, I mean, like she's at least in a fairly decent good match, and it's it's kind of insane how how good she is for not having any like big time uh, main event types, except for obviously the tag match last month. But it's it's really insane. Yeah. Um, they did tease us with Julia and Hazuki in this one. Good stuff. And it was off the chain. Uh, Why did headbutts? There was there was a lot of just attempted murder. These two were so busy trying to kill each other that they missed the entire finishing stretch. Like, Which was good. Hell yeah. Hell I just... love when Koguma gets a chance to shine, and also while uh, while she's getting the chance to shine, you also get to put over the fact that Julia and Hazuki uh, still got beef from when Hazuki said, I'll lay down for you, bitch, and then left. <laughs> um, which is still, like, it's it's hilarious how that was, like, the start of this. Um, and they can't really address it, because it's, like, explicitly breaking kayfabe, but that is great. That that's, like, the start of all of this, and it, oh my god. Great match, overall. Really fun. Um, my Sakura came out with the Ozaki cut. We didn't even talk about that. Um, my Sakurai uh, is looks fantastic with this new this new gear. She looks complete. She look. looks like a different wrestler. She like, does. She yeah. looks infinitely more comfortable in the wrestling ring than she ever has. Period. Um, in this match, at least, I imagine when we get to her uh, getting beat up by Mirai for 15 minutes of a 17 minute match, uh, tag match that is, that'll probably be really bad still. Um, but this was like the most comfortable I've ever seen her in a wrestling ring and it all flowed very well. Um, and obviously FWC was probably a bigger part of it just in terms of like the layout wise. Cause I think they have a specific layout that they do incredibly well. And they kind of diverge from that as if seems as it's seen fit. And I thought this was one of those types of things, but I don't think it was like a formulaic way. It was just really, really good. And mm. I'm proud of all of them. Honestly, they did really, really well, way better than I expected. Yeah, no, everybody did a good job. Um, pity they were upstaged by our next match, which was the Artist of Stardom Championship yeah. match. Uh, Momo Abe, Starlight Kid, and Saki Kashima of Oedo Tai beat Natsupoi, Himeka, and Mika of Donna Del Mondo. Uh, one thing that I've called for about a month now, uh, Saki pinned Natsupoi with the Revival. I, I, I said it for a, a, a month straight <laughs> that uh, Saki would Great revival words. somebody. Yes, You're a true you. linguist. <laughs> Yeah. I said it for a month straight that Saki would pin somebody with the revival to win these belts. She and did. I think that I think everybody saw that. Like, and I think that was a great like the closing stretch was insane. Was insanely good because you're kind of waiting for Saki to win it, but then Natsupoi just like kind of like gets a real true reversal of it and like could win it. I thought that that was like great spot like near the end. I really liked everything to do with that. Um. I think Saki, when she's on her game, has incredible performances. Uh, it's the issue is is that she usually just isn't on her game, which is fair because why would you be on your game for most of the shows that we watch? Um, <laughs> but I, I think that on her when she's on her game, she does really really well, and this was one of those occasions. Um, I I saw people really like it. Them connecting all the belts, real lame. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, it that was lame. That was so awkward too, because Saki was like, "I want to lie down. I'm tired." And Momo was like, "Yeah, it's, you're stretching the belts." Get she's the like, up. "She's like, I did all of the work in this goddamn match. Y'all were just around. Y'all were just around, and I did it. I want to lay down." <laughs> um, but yeah, the I'm I'm happy for the mother of a way to tie. Yeah, uh, we we love Saki uh, in this yeah. house. Um, Why the fuck is my? 
I don't Speaking know. of mother, my mom's calling me. Oh my, okay. Well, you go decline. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no, I thought this was probably the match of the night. Um, this was fantastic. Uh, Stardom does these trios matches better than... Wait, the match of the... Easy, bro. <laughs> you gotta be easy. Oh, you can't just slip that it, one through. It, it was. Stardom does these better than anyone else. They are... Like, because this didn't even have the Uedo Tai heat segment that usually pisses me off. They just almost immediately went into action. And uh, not only did you have action, but at the heart of that, you had Momo and Abe trying to kick people's chests in and throwing them around the ring. It's just, it's such a great dynamic that it works. You know, you have these like balls to the wall matches and then in the middle you will just have Momo and Micah trying to like kill each other with, with strikes. And you're like, this is exactly what we need. Um, and the finishing stretch with Saki and Natsupoi was very good. Um, they did the fake out revival before the actual one. And that was so one good. of the best near falls in a long time. Um, then they actually did the revival for the win. Um, but the, just like this, this was fantastic. Um, you know, you're 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 not gonna like it on the level I did because you hate a way to tie because you're like I don't know yeah. a child. Um, but yeah. this this was fantastic. Uh, definitely match of the night. Um, one of the best. Like so, you keep saying matches. definitely met like that. Like what I don't think it's this? definite. What was the main event? The, yeah, I I could I could see the argument. Yeah. It's either that or the main event. And I mean, like, personally, I preferred the tag title match, but, like, I understand why this match most will see is better. Like, I can I can 100% get that. But, like, the main event. <laughs> That's fair. I did think the main event was cool. But, but no, I, I obviously, I have my gripes with uh, Oedo Tai. Um, some ask if I'm just getting worked, and by some, I, I, meant, I mean Valke. Uh, I am not just getting worked. I just think heels are kind of lame nowadays. Like they just don't really. I'm not owned. The the only I'm, I'm the only owned. way to be a good. I'm not owned. I swear to God, God. No, the only way to be a good heel is by being bad at wrestling. I don't think that Oedo Tai is bad at wrestling, but I think that they choose to be bad at wrestling so that they can be better heels, and it makes they them worse heels. It's really this was a good match. Bad at wrestling. They haven't been bad at wrestling in a while. Like I don't know. Uh, I feel like your perception of Weirdo Tai is painted by stuff that they were doing eight months ago and they like barely do anymore. And I'm just like, okay. Nah, my, my perception of Weirdo Tai is just uh, that Korokin main event, but it's only Starlight Kid. Um, because I, I loved I loved all of the Ozaki Goon stuff. Um, but Starlight Kid just annoyed me so much in that match that I'm just like, damn, she's not good at this. I feel like everybody disagrees with you. <laughs> Given how often she is on the cover of Weekly Pro Wrestling and how many That's because she bootstraps she 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 pulls herself up by the bootstraps and says it is better than Nozaki, according to some. Like that's that's the only reason why that happens. Um Yeah, that's that's a good bit. I love that bit. Nobody gets it, but that's a good bit. Um Twitter people get it, I think. Yeah. But no, I, I don't know. I, I she just is too much. I think that's it. She's just too much. Okay. I, I thought the same okay. thing about Unagi for a long time. Is that it's like, oh, she's just too much to be like taken as seriously as she is. And now Unagi's treated slightly less seriously. And I think she's great. Like she's probably the best Cosmic Angels consistently because she's just not taken as seriously as she was for like nine months. And I was like, this is just she's not she's not that. And I think that's kind of where I'm at with Starlight Kid. I don't even think she's a bad wrestler. I don't think she's a bad like character wrestler. I think she could do good stuff. But it's just, she's just a lot. You know? Right. She's just a lot. All right. 
Um, so it was actually in the post-match comments for this uh, that Fukigin and Saki said they want the goddess belts. So did, you know, kind of challenge, but they did it in the post-match promo, which is only for press, I, I think. So um, that's why nobody really knew about it. But they did, in fact, uh, did, in fact, make the challenge first. Um did specifically, uh, when she talked about who she could defend against, she said, uh, I'm going to challenge the guys from New Blood, whatever that means, uh, the guys from Prominence, and maybe people from other groups. So um, seems like a way to tie his eyeing up some, some cool matches there as Irish champions. Um, hmm. That, though, we are on to the Wonder of Stardom Championship match. Uh, Saya Kamatani thankfully defended against Mirai. Uh, Saya Ooh. won with the Phoenix Splash in 25 minutes, Dylan. 25 minutes. Um, yeah, I felt that. Yeah. I've seen varying uh, kind of viewpoints on this. Uh, there's been a few that think it's the match of the year. Uh, a lot of, mm. you know, very, very high praise for it. Um, and I think I gave it four stars in my VOW review because I have to do like star ratings there. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I like it was a great match, but I also feel like it wasn't anything exceptional. Um, and it was mostly great because of the tension over Mirai possibly winning. Yeah. I think if you were unspoiled and watched this, it probably barely gets above good. No, well, you know, I watched live though, so I was kind of in in on the drama. Oh, if you if you were spoiled, you mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you. if there was no drama, I can't see anybody loving this one. Um, yeah, it did definitely kind of milk the uh, the drama of Mirai maybe winning. She was a very credible challenger. Uh, yeah, I mean, people like before the matches even happened, people compared this to the Punk Page match, and I kind of feel similarly about both of them. That like the match wasn't as good as the like suspense was type mm -hmm. of thing um i felt like it was very bloated early on um and obviously like i make I, I always make this comparison as a joke but i think this was the one time that i was like oh this is just like like the first 10 minutes was just a kyoko Inoue match from the early 90s um and this was the first time that i like was just like oh like i was right like I make the joke because it's like, oh, well, they do. But the, I just genuinely felt like it was just kind of uh, kind of a lifeless, like bloated stuff in the first few minutes of it, like the first 10 minutes or so. Um, start picking up after a while, and I thought the, the, the finish was really good. Uh, but I thought this was probably one of the weaker side defenses that she's had um, yeah. for me personally. So, And also, that's, that's coming from me who thinks that two of her uh, defenses were like match of the year candidates. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. very high on the rain. Um, yeah, exactly. Did think Saya was very good, obviously. Uh, she was throwing, like, axe kicks and kicks to the head and shit at the start of the match, which was cool. Um, a lot of her offense, mm -hmm. again, very flashy. Um, Mirai, uh, her lariats were good, you know? Uh, very good lariats. Yeah. I did think, though... All right, so the recording thing cut off just as I was starting to talk shit about Mirai. Uh, so, you know, I'm still going to go through with it. Um, big, big clappers. The, uh, <laughs> Craig is a big clapper over there. Uh, yeah. it's, that's such a um, strange way to refer to Mirai fans. But I, just find, I, I, I usually call them the clap, clap, clap people, but that's hard to say out loud. It's easier just mm. to tweet it. Um, clappers is worse. Um, yeah, it's when, way worse. When you say that, as somebody I know. from I know. Ireland... It it definitely sounds like something we were it's used to it's refer to. It's something different, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, 
I did think Mirai was kind of not very interesting when she had to control the match. Um, like a lot of this was her kind of working on on Saya, and Saya sold like crazy to really make Mirai look good. Um, but I didn't think Mirai brought a lot of interesting stuff to the table, kind of especially around like the build up to the finishing stretch. I felt like uh, definitely kind of just got a bit odding. Um, I mean, I don't blame Mirai too much. Obviously, she came from TJPW, where you wouldn't work a 25-minute singles match, like, ever. Um, so, uh, you know, there's obviously going to be that adjustment to kind of beefing up your match. Um, but I definitely feel like that was one of the drawbacks here, is that Mirai couldn't fill the time when she was on offense. And if it wasn't for Saya um, kind of selling as well as she did and kind of having a lot of exciting offense, this wouldn't have been as good. Um, although I will say that the the near fall and the Miramari shock was was like genuinely one of the better near falls in basically yeah. stardom history. Like my heart was in my mouth. I thought Saya had lost. Um, that was how well they did that uh, Miramari shock near fall. Um, yeah, I just it was a great. But even so, match. after that, it felt like okay, Mariah has nothing. Le- it similar to the the jumbo match with Shuri. It felt like okay. Mirai just has to wait to lose now. Um, even though it wasn't like it didn't take very long, <laughs> obviously. But like that that's kind of where that went for me. Like I think I think Mirai's mm-hmm. output in this match was definitely something like I was expecting more. Uh but obviously I think Mirai works with certain people better. I think Saya works with certain people better. Um I think Saya works better with like people who are a bit faster paced, you know, like or even just like more uh aggressive. So I think like mm-hmm. the Micah match worked because Micah was just more like aggro consistently and just like consistently throwing shit at her um same in natsupoi because she's a high speed wrestler she uh you know is always moving and i think saya works very well with that whereas i think her matches with mirai and utami kind of suffered because saya isn't as good as working at working like the bigger you know like more just like straightforward powerhouses um but maybe that's just like me grasping at straws uh but yeah that's kind of how i saw it Oh, that's fair. Um, I will say, though, credit against Saya. She sold her ass off. Like, she oh, 100%. really made Mirai look like a threat. And uh, credit to Stardom as well for booking a match that was so 50 50. You know, they've built Mirai up to the point uh, that she could have easily won. But they've also built Saya up to the point that I didn't want her to lose. So, you know, very yeah. good work there from Stardom. Um, you know, I can, I can see why people might love this match. Um, I definitely think if you're watching it unspoiled, it probably won't kind of live up as well um but you i keep, did think you it keep was saying great. unspoiled it's it's spoiled right, spoiled if you do watch I'm, it I'm spoiled <laughs> if you watch it and know the result uh i don't think it will be as great as uh watching it kind of live so yeah um that's that uh after the match then uh you're not allowed to criticize this uh starlight kid challenged sayakamitani and uh this is the match i've been waiting for These i went two... to bed like I, I straight up closed my laptop and decided, oh, you know God, what, I'm going it. to sleep. And then I opened back up because I didn't want to be upset, and I knew Sherry versus <laughs> was probably going to be good. Okay. Um, Skid and Saya have shown excellent chemistry, and uh, their match could be like five star match, match of the year territory if it if it lives up because they could be they really just good. they work so well together. Their styles complement each other really really well, and I'm very excited for that match. Um, could definitely be the best in Saya's kind of reign. 
so far. Man, I don't want to live in that world. Um, but I do think it'll probably be a good match, uh, for sure. Uh, depending on how, you know, I'm not, we, we could talk about it in our time. I think it'll be good. If it's not good, then I'll, I'll be incredibly disappointed because, like, it should be good. Yeah, that's fair. Um, now, the main event then of the show was the World of Stardom Championship match. It was Siri defending against Risa Sarah. Um, Siri won in 14 and a half minutes when uh, the tell was thrown in by prominence. Um, yeah, this was amazing. Uh, perfect, honestly. It was. It, it's weird because I I would say that it's a perfect match, but I wouldn't give it five stars if that makes no. any sense at all. Like I I, I think that. I would I would be looked at as a, as an insane person if I said this was a match of the year. But in the same context, it was perfect. Um, like it it you know they didn't do the standard grappling. I think that was one of the biggest reasons why I enjoyed it is they broke away from that established Siri formula for big matches. And, uh, it, it was really actually showed... really funny because for like a half a second it looked like they were going to, and I was like, "No, don't fucking do this!" And then they didn't, and I was like, "Thank you," because <laughs> like I don't know, I think Sherry like uh, shot a double leg or something, and then like it immediately just like scrambled, and I was like, "Thank God," because <laughs> I did not want to deal with that. Yeah, no, they immediately got down to business, and then he did kind of the the heat. The heel stuff, you know, with prominence rushing the ring and uh, Risa Sarah beating the shit out of Siri with the kendo stick. And I thought that was really well done. Um, I, I missed always, the baseball swing. I always thought it would be Kaido um, Tai doing that stuff in main events, but we got it with prominence and it was fantastic. I think um, prominence is better at it. But, you know, of course. Um, and then Risa Sarah uh, smacked Siri in the face with the kendo stick in. Everybody yelled. Like Azabi on commentary screamed. Like I I holy missed it. shit. No I way. missed it live. I was I was like taking notes and then I heard Azumi scream and I immediately went back and everybody in the chat was like, Holy shit, why the fuck would Shuri accept to take that? What what is wrong with it? And I was like, What did I what the fuck? And I had to go to Twitter to like and re keep refreshing to see what the fuck happened and then I found out and it was it was beautiful. It was amazing. Yeah. Um then, as soon as Siri turned the tide, she broke the kendo stick. She simply beat the shit out of Risa Sarah. Like, she kicked yeah. the shit out of her, choked her out, and had prominence throw in the towel. Risa um, Sarah, I don't know if it was because she wasn't selling it and she was just actually dying, but she sold the shit out of that sleeper. <laughs> uh, it was great. Uh, this, was, this was just great. It was so aggressive and so intense and had such a clear, like, three step kind of story of like okay uh siri and sarah hate each other into sarah cheating and beating up siri and then siri overcoming the cheating and beating the shit out of the heel fantastic from start to finish um loved the the flow of the match i loved how hard both of them worked thought siri took some insane bumps like she hurt herself on one where she did a uh a missile drop kick on the outside and just landed on the ramp and I was like, why would you do this? You insane woman. Um so yeah, just just a fantastic match and a, a just an amazing main event all around. Yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I, I wanna go back and watch it because I watched this what at like six AM and I was incredibly tired. Um but I, I do think this was like really unique and I think that was something that really uh gave me a lot of hope and it gave me a lot of uh, enjoyment because it felt incredibly different 
to any other match on the card, to any other match in Sherry's reign. Uh, but it didn't feel like it was like out of place type of thing. Like I felt like mm-hmm. it was exactly what was necessary. Um, one of one of Sherry's best uh, tile defense is probably second to the Julia defense um, because I, I really like the Julia defense, obviously. But it it was up there. It was really really good. It was fourteen minutes, which was great. Yes, yeah, the shortest World of Stardom title match in a long, long time, I imagine. And they should um, really like throw those in every every once in a while for these title matches. Uh, obviously, this one had the stipulation, so it's like there's a reason for it. But I think mm-hmm. even if like Saya versus Kid went like 16 minutes, that'd be perfect. Like I don't, I don't think they need to go 25 minutes for that one type of thing. Yeah, I do like when um, promotions kind of throw in the odd kind of curveball. Um, I don't know. I feel like they they kind of punked Rita Sarah in some way um, with how she just got the shit kicked out of her at the end. But I'm I'm also not sure it matters too much. Yeah, I mean we'll see in the in the five star if she fucking loses to Unagi, <laughs> like you know I mean like or or you know like stuff like that. We'll see how how much it like affects their treatment of her. In yeah, that will, case, will she be a Lindeman or will she like yeah. actively get points? <laughs> Dude, it uh, best of super has been good. In fact, that that's one thing. You know, again, sorry to diverge but is that best super juniors has like consistently had like 10 minute matches like i don't think there's been one until like the last couple days there hasn't been a match that went over 20 um maybe there was like one and it was a despy match which is really good like so i i appreciate the shorter matches um both in new japan and in stardom because it's like kind of it's more enjoyable it's more it, it feels more natural in a way definitely um, but yeah, no, this this is a great main event. Uh, one of the most fresh and kind of innovative series matches I've seen in a little bit. And uh, yep. performance from both. Uh, after the match then, things got even better. Uh, Momo Watanabe came out to challenge Siri for the world you know title. You know what's funny? What? Is I was reading through my unreleased uh, articles that I've written. Um, and one of them was about stardom a year into the Bushi Road thing. Um, so this is a while ago. And the last words on it is like, even though they're in a in a rough spot right now, I think that I think that Storm can really rebound in the coming year. Um, PS give Momo the red belt. And I read that like two weeks ago and I was just like, damn, I my my opinion has totally shifted. <laughs> Cause like at that point I was an adamant DDM hater. Um, I thought that Momo could do no wrong and she would never have a bad match ever in her career ever again. Um, and that stardom was just dumb for pushing Julia. And now I think all of those things are not true. So we, we see how much things can change in like a year and a half. Um, cause when she came out here, I was like, Oh no. <laughs> uh, but I think it'll be a good match. Of course. They had a five star match last year. Of course. Yeah, I mean, they had the, they had the best match last year, yeah, but it's going to be great. I, I think, I think this challenge got me thinking. It's like, okay. And I don't want to argue with you because I know you think the polar opposite. But I was like, okay, what about Momo is different this year from last year? And the individual things that I, spe- I, I thought about, it's like, well, that doesn't really change much, uh, though it could. And I, I think I, I kind of texted you. It's like, I don't think Momo in this iteration could face Saya Kamatani in a big singles match, and it would be good. Uh, not that it wouldn't be good, but it would be like, genuinely a solid great match uh just because the way momo works now and the way that saya works 
I don't think they would mesh very well. But I think the Shuri matchup will go unchanged in that Momo will still have a killer match with her. Maybe not as good as last year's, but I think it could still be really good. No, definitely. I, I, I believe Momo is doing some of the best work of her career in this current incarnation. So um, this, I, I think she's going to have a great one with Siri here. Um, that is that is uh, Stardom Flashing Champions 2022. Um, yeah, as I said at the very start, maybe the best Stardom show that there's ever been. Like that top three, untouchable. Um, they had prominence mm. just fucking around on the undercard, which is insane to think about. And, you know, they had a pretty solid opener. Just very, very good stuff all around. Um, we do, though, have two shows to preview. Um, so the first of these is on the 6th of June. No, not the 6th. Uh, the 4th of June in Ibaraki uh, in uh, a place called Mito City, which is very, very nice. Um, the opener of this show is a five-star GP qualifying league match. It is Amisore versus Miyu Amasaki. Oh. Um if I had to guess, this is either going to a draw or uh, Ami wins because I, I you, definitely what, see what, Ami like dog walking the block. What are the ta- where are the times on this? I don't know. I don't think they've ever specified. Assume fifteen. Oh, damn it. Uh, I hate that they don't specify this. It's like I'm looking at it and they don't. Yeah. Mother. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I imagine it's fifteen because that's just standard. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Amasaki, not Amasaki. I think uh, Ami probably wins here. Hmm. Amasaki is in such a strange spot because they really like her, yeah. But she just hasn't had that many reps, mm-hmm. and I guess that's in part so that she doesn't get pinned too much. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I guess like yeah, I guess Sorry just wins here. Yeah, they they really like Sore, so you know they they they're more likely to kind of give her a big win. Um, match after that then is uh, Wakaskiyama versus Rina in another uh, qualifying match. Um, yeah, Rina probably winning. Yeah, you know, I, I really liked the idea that Falke had about Waka beating uh, Mai in the last match, but they're yeah. not even the same block, so that sucks. Oh. Yeah, that could have been so good. It's pity. Um, I assume Waka will win at some point in this league, though. That just seems... Uh, Against like who? I don't really know. Um, I'll have to wait and see. Um, the match after I don't that, think though... She wins, yeah, no. uh, the, the last qualifying match from this show is uh, Hina versus Ruaka. Um I could probably see Hina winning with the Gato Clutch. Um, just kind of add a bit of unpredictability in there. Ruaka yeah. is probably going to beat like a few other people, so... Yeah, I mean, Rocco will be at the top of the block. Maybe yeah. not like the top top, but she'll be the top two in her block at least. I don't know mm-hmm. if that'll get her into the tournament, though. Um, I think Hina probably wins here, though. Because, yeah. I mean, Rocco can beat everybody else in her block pretty much. Oh, maybe not Ida, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think Hina wins here. Yeah. Um, the next match is a special singles match. It's Koguma versus Unagi Sayaka. Um, man. Yeah, I don't know. Koguma might win. Just roll her up. They wouldn't if do the a draw. bear doesn't win, no, I, I don't really care that much. Um, it might go to a draw, but I doubt that, considering uh, there is a tag match that feels like it definitely will go to a draw later on. Um, yeah. But 
I mean, yeah, I think Koguma just wins here. She's a tag champ. She should. Yes, definitely. Um, the match after that then is Hazuki and Momokogo of Stars versus Julia and Tekla of Donna Del Mondo. Um, and I guess DDM will win. I mean, yeah, DDM wins here. Yeah. Um, the I match do after. Li- I do like that match. That match looks good though. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, the match after that then is the uh, Donna Del Mondo team of Maika, Himeka, Natsupoi, and Mai Sakurai versus Utami Shishta. Azami, Sayakamitani, and Lady C of Queen's Quest. Um, probably a DDM win there. Somebody will pin Lady C. Yeah. You know, looking at looking at the match card now, I think my Sakurai, with her hair and with her gear, just looks so much more natural in the DDM slot than she did. Uh, and I, I, you know, I'm eating crow on that one, because I always said that I don't think she'll ever fit in with DDM properly. And I think she does now, so shout out to her. Um, the match after that then is uh, Siri and Mirai from God's Eye versus Tam Nakano and Mina Shirakawa of the Cosmic Angels. Um, and Siri and Mirai are probably going to beat Mina, I would think. I thought this one could go to a draw. I'm not sure they, they have kinda, any draws like outside of the league. Yeah. I mean, there's so many matches. I feel like you can only have one draw. And, uh, but you think that there's going to be a draw in the first match. I don't. That's the difference. Yeah, I suppose. Well, we'll I mean, I mean, see. realistically, God's Eye could just win. Like, but yeah. you know how they like to push everybody in Cosmic Angels that isn't Waka. Like any tag <laughs> match that Cosmic Angels are in that doesn't feature Waka, they like draw or win. Uh, so like, I, I think they could do that here, but also. Also, there's a Shuri fucking Tam match that they're kind of low-key alluding to. Mm. I don't know if that happens at any point. Maybe in the GP. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting interesting match here. It could mean a lot, or it could mean absolutely nothing. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, and I, the main event then of the show is uh, Mayu Iwatani, Hanan, and Saya Ida versus our new Artist of Stardom champions, Momo Watanabe, Starlight Kid, and Saki Kashima. Uh, this isn't a title match, but uh, the match involving the champions. And uh, yeah, presumably the champions will win there because you have Hanan and Ida to, to kind of lose. Yeah. yeah. Should I be mean, a good Momo's match, though. Beaten, Momo's beaten both of them in recent yes, times. That's so true. Shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, I mean, it'll be, be fun. Uh, I'm going to immediately leave after the finish because I don't <laughs> need to hear Starlight Kid on the mic again. Of course. Um, so the next show to preview and our last show to preview is uh, the Five Star Grand Prix um, qualifying Cork and Hall show. Uh, this is on the 5th of June. Um, the opener here is Waka Skiyama versus Fukigen Death. So uh, this can be some kind of fuckery. But yeah, Fukigen Death is going to win. Shout out the alien. Oh yeah, um, best alien in wrestling because Chris Taylor well, isn't yeah, anymore. Yeah, I think we can all agree. Also, Kariyama's um, is better than Chris Taylor, but that's 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 true. a give me. Let's be honest. Uh, the match after that then is Himeka, Natsupoi, and Tekla versus Saki Kashima, Starlight Kid, and Momo Watanabe. What are they doing? They're just like oh. throwing like very formidable trios against the champs and are just going to lose. No choice. I mean, that's cool. The other way to tie people are all in the qualifiers. <laughs> so, yeah, that's um, true. I could see DDM winning here um, 
just to kind of go, oh, hey, we might challenge for the belts now. Um, but, I, I, you know, they won't. But I could see it. I mean, not to play overset. But the thing is, is that all of Oedota are challenging. Saki's challenging for the tag belt. Yeah, but, you know, you can, Momo can never lose here. Because this isn't going to a draw. So, you know, that has to be a winner. Oh, yeah, the next match is going to a draw. Oh, <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> yeah. if they don't, then somebody's somebody's walking away not looking good. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, speaking of that next match, it's Siri and Mirai versus Julia and Micah. So, Crazy Bloom returns. Um, definite draw. Uh, I hope Julia beats the shit out of Siri and Mirai, because that would be very fun. Yeah. I... I, I... The one thing about that trio's loss is that I feel like it leaves, uh, I mean, we didn't even talk about it. It, it leaves DDM without any championship for the first time yeah. since they were created, basically. Um, but but more than that, it kind of leaves Micah hanging because I feel like Natsupoy is always involved in something. Uh, Jumbo has never been involved in anything, so it's not like it's anything new. <laughs> but for the first time, Micah feels like she's also not involved in anything. And that's yeah. kind of like a, a how will she perform? when she has nothing to look forward to type of thing. Very true, very true. Um, yeah, she's like rarely been without a belt since like stepping into stardom, so it's going to yeah, be Yeah, I mean, she had the future belt until she had the tag belt, until she had the fucking trios belt, and then yeah. now. Like, she had the artist belts first, and then, yeah, mm-hmm. she's, she's gone like a total of like two months altogether uh, without a belt, so it's kind of un- uncharted waters for her, yeah. Um, the match after that, though, is a uh, eight-woman tag. It is the four members of Queen's Quest versus uh, Koguma, Hanan, Ooh. Mayu Utani, and Hazuki. Um, so presumably, Stars fun. wins here. Yeah. Um, you know, these these Stars Queen's Quest matches have either been really good or they're just Lady C and Utami inside yes. and nothing, and then Azumi's in it occasionally. Uh, yeah. I hope this is good, but you know it could just be it. It could just be Lady C, probably. And yeah. Stars also has the issue where like Koguma just doesn't get tagged in in a match because she just doesn't feel like it. <laughs> we love so, that. We'll see. We'll see how they how they. Oh wow, that next match that's yeah. happening yeah. on the show. Yeah. Um, forget about forget about that match. This is, the, this is okay. So the next match is uh, the team of Mina Shirakawa, Tam Nakano, and Unage Sayaka versus the colors team of Saki, Hikari Shimizu, and Yuko Sakurai. A uh, stipulation here is that the losing unit must join the other unit as trainees. So what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. That is so wild! Damn, yeah. that's a so. Wait, so <laughs> Kozen is winning. Um, yeah, and we'll probably see some of the the colors crew just kind of fill out tags for for Cosmic Angels going forward. Um, yeah. Saying that though, Hikari Shimizu in Stardom, yes, it is what I've Dope. waited for. Uh, she's yeah. amazing. She's been doing really well in Catch the Wave. Uh, she's doing really well anytime I've seen her. Uh, her and Tom are going to commit murder on each other because they have a lot of history. Um, so yeah, this is going to be very good. Um, that OG Cozen trio generally pretty good, um, but now you add in colors who are a complete it's, kind of X factor, and it's going to be a good match. It's wild that like just kind of not out of the blue because I obviously did that uh, one promo at the at the big show, but that just they're just like they're a unit now because like either way they become a unit <laughs> like together like a, a co a joint unit 
that's wild that that's just like a thing that's just happening. Yeah. It's dope though. It is. I, it I is. think I think it'll definitely fill out the Cosmic Angels match because I've been seeing a lot of potential in the Cosmic Angels as a team more than I was like say six months ago. Um, because I say six months to three months ago they were having a really rough time, mm-hmm. but I think that they're all kind of you know finding a new groove, and I think with colors, uh, that'll be great for them. So yeah, oh, yeah. that's an exciting match. Um, now with that we are into a uh, block action. So have uh Miyu Amasaki versus Momo Kogo in the uh, qualifying league. Um, uh... give this one to Miyu Amasaki because I have her losing the first match. And uh, they aren't going to have her go too long without a win. She She's only pinned Waka. Yeah, but I mean, Momokogo is fairly near the bottom of the barrel, too, so. Yeah, but I imagine she gets a win. Well, she she could beat one of the twins. She could beat Reno. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess Mia wins. All right. Um, the next match is Amisore versus Rina. So... Kind of give this one to Ami, unless yeah, it goes to a draw. Oh, no, they won't do another draw. Uh, yeah, yeah, Ami Sore for the win. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the next match is Mai Sakurai versus Hina. Um, definite win for Kind Mai. of a toss-up for me. I think, yeah. I think it'll probably be Mai. But if, like, if Hina doesn't beat Ruaka, I could see her beating Mai. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, she'll definitely get one win in there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I give this one to Mai anyway. Um, main event then, presumably, um, is Saeeda versus Raka. Um, this is the rematch we've all been waiting for, and by all, I mean me, because yeah. uh, they had a really cool mm-hmm. future stardom title match last year. That was very they good. Did. Um, I kind of see Raka going over here because I can't see Ida going unbeaten, but I also feel like Raka is going to be near the top, and uh, you might as well have her beat Ida because you can do that, I think. All right, our recording thing has been a pain in the ass this entire thing, so I hope this is somewhat listenable. And if not, um, I I am sorry. I don't know what to do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we were just done there, uh, previewing the uh, Cork and Hall show. Uh, we will be back next week to review, obviously, whatever comes up from the show, and we will also preview uh, the two-day stint at uh, Osaka Edion Arena number two, which uh, Stardom usually kind of goes all out for. And we will likely look ahead to the uh, Fortune Dream show, which has Lady C versus Himeka. And, Dude, did you um, see that tweet? Uh, that oh, like what? Kenta Kobashi was like just like putting over Himeka as like one of the greatest women's wrestlers he's ever seen. I'm so happy that she is doing well. I have not met Lady C. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, it was just like that. I was just like, damn, that's that's funny. Um, also, something that I know that we're trying to close it up. My apologies, but something that I expected to be a bigger deal would it happen, but now it's looking like there's it, it doesn't matter at all. Is that uh, the president of Bushi Road wants Kota Ibushi to work with Stardom, but it doesn't look like Kota Ibushi's working with anybody. So uh, <laughs> that will probably not be a thing. But you know, it's it's it would be cool. But, you know, it's obviously, there's a lot going on there. So, I don't want to speculate in shit. Fair enough. Um, yeah, okay, that's the show. Uh, please join us again next week when we have, uh, you know, less, not a pay-per-view to talk about. So, we will just be completely off our heads. Um, yeah, uh, with that, if you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Leave today, shine tomorrow. Decide what you believe in. Ijo. Ijo. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's fun to go twice as hard as everyone else this time of year. That's why Dunkin' doesn't stop at just one signature holiday latte. So, they made two. Both handcrafted with rich espresso and topped with whipped cream. The holiday classic Peppermint Mocha features notes of mocha and cooling peppermint. While the toasted white chocolate is complete with creamy white chocolate flavor and cinnamon sugar dustings. They'll help you show the holidays a thing or two. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.